Ron DeSantis just got a surprise endorsement for president. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little surprised anybody endorses Ron DeSantis for president. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Boom! I really have to get a drum set here, or at least the at least the uh, what do you got? The snare and the the thing. I need it like right here. You know, there's a blank space right here. If anyone's looking for a good Christmas present for me, or even a, I mean, just any kind of Christmas present, little snare drum and a cymbal. So while I'm making these jokes, I can just pick up some sticks and go. Boom! Also, I will need some sticks. So <laughs> write that down. Uh, what's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. I'm in a great mood today. Hopefully that doesn't change. Um, but, you know, I was listening on the way to work. I was listening to a lot of country music. I was listening to Darius Rucker, Wagon Wheel, which was originally done by the Old Crow Medicine Show. Anyway, and I listened to that version, too. Do you ever do that? Do you ever listen to a song and then go, oh, I want to listen to the original version and compare? Or you listen to a, an old song and then you go, oh, I want to listen to the update. Or, you know, what typically happens to me is I'll be like, hey, Siri, Play Wagon Wheel, and she'll play the one that I don't want. Like, she'll play the old version by Old Crow Medicine Show. And I'm going, no, no, Darius, you know, Hootie. Play the Hootie and the Blowfish Guy version. And then uh, and then we get it situated. But I, I was listening to a lot of country music today. So if I slip into a country drawl, if I start talking, because today I'm going to be talking about Kim Reynolds and Iowa. And if I, if you hear me say Iowa, it's because I was listening to country music today. And um, and that's, well, that's basically that's basically the only reason. Uh, but let's get to it, shall Oh, before we get to Kim Reynolds in Iowa, I want to read you an email I got about uh, about my new book, The Untold Story of Christmas. I asked people who've already ordered the book and purchased the book to go on Facebook and Instagram. We have official uh, review threads because what happened is, you know, we printed it. We, uh, we were waiting for it to get shipped. People were buying it. Finally, it came in, so we shipped it. And now people are getting their copies for the past four or five days, and they're really enjoying it. I mean, I would say some people are loving it. Um, and I asked him, I said, Hey, you like, let me, let me know what you think. So post your review on Facebook. And I, I posted a couple of them in today's Catriot, um, dispatch, which I send out every morning. And Elise Jordan wrote me back and said, Mark, I read the review about honoring rush. And I want to buy multiple copies of this fantastic book as gifts for my children and my family. Uh, but I have a question. Is the storyline overtly political or very subtle? I don't want to purchase multiple copies of what seems to be a wonderful book to have my lefty family members throw it back in my face. Any hints as to the content? And uh, I will I will answer this question. That's a great question, by the way, because, you know, I'm a conservative talk show host and I mentioned Rush Limbaugh in the forward. But this book is not political at all. This book is about Christmas. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus being born and saving the world. It's about glory to God. It's about how you must glorify the Lord among yourself. It's great lessons of, of humility and piety, which I know is weird coming from me because people don't think I'm the most humble person, but it's, there's zero politics in this whatsoever. So if you would like a copy for your lefty family, your righty family, your independent family, whatever it is, uh, they're going to love it. And I will say this, unless your family members are atheists or maybe Jewish or Muslim, uh, they're not going to like, but if they're Christian and they celebrate Christmas and they love Christmas and they love Jesus, this is definitely a safe book. For everyone in your family, go to the untold story of Christmas.com to get your copy. The untold story of Christmas.com to get your copy uh, today. Very exciting. We'll ship those out. All right, let's get back to Iowa, shall we? Because Iowa, very important state. The Iowa caucus is the very first caucus in the nation. Um, you may remember last time around, the Democrats <laughs> had a little bit of trouble during the Iowa caucus. We didn't have the, you know, we didn't really have the problems in the Republican Party because Donald Trump was the incumbent. 
and all the other Democrats were vying for position and Bernie Sanders and Pete Booty Judge and Joe Biden, they all wanted to win the Iowa caucus. And at the end of the day, Iowa, man, they screwed the pooch on the caucus. At least the Democrats did. The Democrat Party, they couldn't figure it out. The Democrat Party of Iowa just, they didn't know if it was Booty Judge. They didn't know if it was Bernie. They were counting for weeks. It was a lot like the election of 2000 between, uh, but, you know, with the dimpled chads and the hanging chads and the and the butterfly ballots and all that kind of stuff between George Bush and and Al Gore. But uh, but in the end, I think I think it was it was Bernie one that it doesn't even matter. The fact of the matter was Joe Biden didn't. And they were mad at Iowa because they wanted Joe Biden to win. Then in New Hampshire, Joe Biden didn't win that one either. He's kind of he's in fact, Joe Biden didn't win a single contest until South Carolina. And that was only because James Clyburn went in there and said to everybody, y'all vote for Joe Biden because Joe Biden's got to be president. And all the African-American voters in South Carolina who did you know, wanted to please James Clyburn or do what James Clyburn said. They all went, they voted for Joe Biden. Then he started winning Nevada. People started dropping out. And now the world's uh, going to hell in a handbasket. That's basically how these elections work. Um, but so this time around, uh, it's the flip side. The Republicans are the ones with the major primary and all of the primary contestants. And the Republicans are the one looking to Iowa for the, for the first ever caucus in the nation. And so Iowa's an important state. And Kim Reynolds is a Republican. She's the governor of Iowa, and she has been, I guess, uh, kind of back and forth, on again, off again, when you're talking about the Trump train. For example, she was all in on Donald Trump when he endorsed her for governor, and she won. And she thanked Donald Trump, and she was excited to appear with Donald Trump, and Donald Trump came to rallies, and it was all Trump all the time, and Trump's great, make America great again, make Iowa great again. Thank you, Donald Trump, for making me the governor. And, you know, she seemed to be a fairly nondescript governor, but uh, we got word earlier this week that in this particular presidential race, she wasn't going to endorse Donald Trump. She wasn't going to return the favor. She was going to pledge her loyalty elsewhere. And I don't know if you know this about Donald Trump, but if he helps you out, if he goes out of his way to help you, if he endorses you, if he flies and does a rally with you, if he pushes you over the edge and helps you win that election, much like he did with Ron DeSantis here in Florida the first time around, then he expects you to remain loyal to him. He expects you to not be disloyal. He expects you to say, to come back and say, hey, look, now, remember when I helped you get elected? Well, now you got to return the favor. And she's not doing that because Kim Reynolds yesterday in a rally with Ron DeSantis endorsed for president, not Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis. Listen. Not only do we need to make sure that we elect someone who can win and beat Joe Biden, we need a president who has the skill and the resolve to reverse the madness that we see every single day. Couple things. I don't know if they get polls out there in Iowa. I know I haven't been to Iowa, but I know there's a lot of corn and they get a lot of corn. I know they built the uh, the baseball field where the dead ball players came. They came out and they have a big state fair. I don't know if they get polls because just yesterday we spent a, a very long amount of time. I mean, I spent... I spent uh, pretty much most of the podcast, a good portion of the show, um, lots of other social media posts throughout the day, talking about and touting these polls that came out that shows that Donald Trump is the only one that can beat Joe Biden. He's beating Joe Biden in five important swing states, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Michigan. I mean, those are important states that anybody who's going to win needs to win. And I don't think Ron DeSantis is beating Ron DeSantis in any of those states. I don't even know if Ron DeSantis is beating Nikki Haley. In any of those states. And the fact of the matter is, in order to beat Joe Biden in the general election, you have to win the primary. And right now, Ron DeSantis has zero chance of winning 
the primary. He's he's slipping. He's not gaining ground. He I mean, even if Donald Trump gets convicted of something, even if Donald Trump goes to jail, I don't think that Ron DeSantis is going to have a snowball's chance in H.E. double hockey sticks of becoming the Republican nominee because you have Nikki Haley waiting in the wings and she's on the upward trajectory. She's the one that's climbing up the ranks. She's the one that's getting more of the uh, the donors looking at her going, hmm, she looks good. I mean, that's not a sexual. I mean, she's a fine looking. She's an attractive woman, but that's not what I'm, I'm saying. She looks good as a potential candidate to invest their hard-earned dollars in is what I meant before anyone calls me some kind of sexual deviant or whatever. But uh, but Kim Reynolds is very excited. Very Listen to how excited she is to endorse Ron DeSantis for president. We need someone who will fight for you and win for you. We need someone who won't get distracted but will stay disciplined, who puts this country first and not himself. So they're all, man, they're all stoked. Those dozens and dozens of people in Iowa at that rally, they are stoked for Ron DeSantis to be the next president of the United States. Again, rewind this podcast about a minute and you'll see why, why that's not going to happen. But Kim Reynolds, it's it's an odd thing. I don't know. I don't, at this point, it just seems silly to me for anybody with, with any hopes of any political future to endorse Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump, uh, especially in Iowa, because Iowa's the first caucus state. Iowa is a very important state. Iowa is a place where, you know, you want to win because that sets the tone for the rest of the election. If you win in Iowa, you've won the very first contest. And if you win the very first contest, everyone else is going to be like, well, people in Iowa like that guy. Maybe I should vote for him, too. And then New Hampshire falls into place and South Carolina and Nevada and the whole. And then all of a sudden you've run the table. You've got all the delegates and this thing is over. People are dropping out like flies. Chris Christie, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Vivek Ramaswamy, hasta la vista, Swami. Uh, so that's kind of that's kind of why you want to start strong. And Ron DeSantis would love to win Iowa. He loves that he got the endorsement of the governor. He thinks that that's going to propel him into the stratosphere. And if he wins Iowa, well, then maybe he can wrap up this nomination, beat Donald Trump, and go into a head-to-head general election with Joe Biden, which he'll probably lose. Interesting thing, though. Right after, <laughs> right after Kim Reynolds, the governor of Iowa, endorsed Ron DeSantis for president, a poll came out. Donald Trump boasts 26-point lead in Iowa. 26 points is a large lead in Iowa. Even if Kim Reynolds, the governor, comes out on stage with you and endorses your campaign, I think what's going to happen is this. I don't see Ron DeSantis's popularity in Iowa going up after in this endorsement. But I do see Kim Reynolds' popularity in Iowa going down. So here's what happened. Kim Reynolds and Ron DeSantis came out on stage. Kim Reynolds endorsed Ron DeSantis. Donald Trump became more popular. Kim Reynolds is now one of the most hated governors in the country. Again, I'm not really sure what she was thinking. I don't know what the political play there was. I don't know. It it just troubles me again, because here you have important political political people in the party. That's a lot of Ps. You have important political players in the Republican Party, and their job is to help Republicans get elected. I mean, look, this is what it all boils down to. We've got to make sure that Republicans are elected to offices. Why? Because Democrats suck at everything. They're bad in the Senate. They're horrible in the House of Representatives. The president, forget about it. 
Even on the local level, they abuse their power. Look at this judge in New York. Look at Letitia Adam, or Letitia James. Look at look at all these people that are involved. And in look at Merrick Garland. I mean, hell, the Supreme Court justices are probably uh, bastardizing their positions too. We just don't know how yet. Every single Democrat in an elected position around this country is either A, ineffective, B, inept, C, ignorant, or C, or D, corrupt, or E, criminal, or F, all of them. F all of them. <laughs> That's what I didn't mean. That was a Freudian slip when I said F all of them. <laughs> I meant F all of the above other things. Yeah, you get the meaning. Yeah, you know what? F all of them. Those And they got to get out because they're destroying our country. If you look at New York City, it's being destroyed. If you look at Chicago and Illinois, it's being destroyed. If you look at California, forget about it. Beyond repair. Meanwhile, you've got Republican governors, Republican mayors, Republican congresspeople, Republicans like Ron DeSantis, who is an awesome governor. Like, just amazing governor. Not quite ready for prime time. He should come back to Florida, as his uh, citizens have suggested, and continue his four-year term being the best governor we've ever had. Um, and then, you know, we'll see what the future holds in store. Kim Reynolds, her time may be up. Uh, anyway, listen, we're going to get into more of this during the Marque Show today at noon Eastern, 11 Central. But rest assured that all I think that has happened yesterday in Iowa is that Donald Trump has solidified his lead maybe even grown his lead and that Kim Reynolds will not be hanging around much longer. Also, it's election day in a lot of places and we're watching elections in Mississippi and Kentucky and Virginia all over the place. We talked to our good buddy Scott Presser yesterday about that and um, and we'll be following along to see how the polls are looking, what's happening. And if the Republicans are on an upward trajectory, because today's going to be very telling if the Republicans can gain ground in important places like Pennsylvania, like Virginia, if they can gain grab, they can retain the governorship in Mississippi. If they can win the governorship in Kentucky, it's huge. It's huge momentum going into 2024 for the entire party. Because once again, our job is to get Republicans, conservative, traditional, constitutional Republicans elected to office. And unfortunately, we have people like Kim Reynolds and Ron DeSantis and a bunch of others who really don't see that as a priority and are actively working against getting our number one our number one candidate for president, the guy who can win against Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, Vivek Ramaswamy, and the rest of them, the guy who can beat Joe Biden, not just nationally, but in the important swing states of Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, Mississippi, uh, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Mississippi, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and probably Wisconsin at the end of the day. I mean, Donald Trump could run the table, come back to power. We could have a stronger Senate, a stronger House of Representatives, and we could turn this country around. And what we don't need is, I'm going to be honest with you, Iowan idiots like Kim Reynolds mucking up the works and trying to keep Donald Trump from returning back to the White House. It's bad for the party and it's bad for America. We should probably let her know that because, you know, we're fighting to save America. We're fighting for freedom and justice. We are liberty, love and freedom defending patriots one and all. And that's why uh, we'll continue to do whatever it takes to make sure that the right people get into the right positions of power to right this ship known as the United States of America. Listen, get your non-political, super Christmassy, amazing Untold Story of Christmas book right now by going to the untoldstoryofchristmas.com. The untoldstoryofchristmas.com. Get multiple copies. Give them to your lefty friends. Give them to your lefty family. They're going to love it. As long as, as long as they love Jesus, they'll be fine. Uh, and also please like and share and and uh, and help spread the word on this podcast. Subscribe to it and make sure that your notifications are set so that you can get this information every single day. Because every single day we got to wake up 
We got to stay inspired. We got to stay informed. We got to stay enlightened. We got to stay ready to get up there and go and fight, fight, fight and win, win, win. Because it's up to us to save the republic.